people and welcome back to those bald chicks your favorite alopecia podcast i'm Kristen, and i'm here with paige and our fifth guest brianna nelson she was diagnosed with alopecia when she was three and is now 24 when she started losing her hair again at 17 she had a huge life path change and decided to pursue a career in the beauty industry welcome brianna and thank you so much for being here so if you want to start us off with telling us a little bit about yourself and your hair loss journey Yeah, I will try my best to keep it very short. I'm sure we're going to like branch (laughs) off in a million different directions. But my alopecia journey started very early in life. But I like obviously did not know it at the time how significant it was going to affect my life. I was diagnosed at three and then only grew up with a few bald spots here and there. It wasn't anything serious. And I don't remember any like traumatic experiences growing up in elementary school. But I use topical steroids my whole life as treatment. And we would see significant results from it all the time. So when a bald spot appeared, we would treat it and then hair growth would follow right back. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was very few. I had a lot of hair growing up. I had a ton of hair. And eventually when it started completely falling out, it took me almost three whole years to lose it all. Oh, wow. Okay. When I stopped treatment. Mm -hmm. That's that's crazy. That's a kind of a long time. Yeah. It is a long time. I had a ton of hair and I also, okay, hold on. See, we're already branching off one sec. Okay. (laughs) So 17 years old, it was about like four months before I graduated high school and I was sitting in English class and my friend was sitting next to me and I was like, oh, like this feels weird because at this point from my senior year, I went a solid two years without even a bald spot. Okay. Yeah. It went through waves of my life of when I had bald spots and like when I did it, it was never just, you know, a constant thing. So I got one bald spot. I was sitting in English class and I was like, oh, my scalp kind of burns. Wonder what this is. Mm-hmm. And so I have her go to the bathroom with me and she definitely, she was like, oh my God, you have a bald spot. I was like, well, thank God I already know what it is. So I sent it to my mom and then we immediately made another dermatologist appointment. And he was like, well, we have a couple options, but let's try the steroid again. And at this point, my body and hormones and everything else had had changed so much that the topical steroid, my body rejected it. And I got a really awful rash from it. And it oh, was, wow. it burned my scalp, essentially. So that was no longer an option after using it my whole life. Yeah. And so he was like, well, we can try an injection. And I was like, oh God. So I tried one and I was like, no, nope. <laughs> This is not for me. Not for me. We are good here. (laughs) Yes. So I graduated high school and I went immediately into EMT school at that time because that's growing up. That's what I wanted to be. And going through four months of significant hair loss. So I got it four months before graduation. And by graduation, I had lost like 50% of my hair. It happened quick. Very quick. quick. Yes. And so I tried the whole wig thing. My mom took me wig shopping and we made it like this whole experience. And then it just did not work out. First of all, it made the alopecia a thousand times worse because of the friction and the heat Mm -hmm. and everything else. It just made it worse. And then second of all, I just, I quickly learned from like all of the weight of being in school and being exposed by so many different people and students and like from, you know, 
teachers' ages to students' ages. You get a ton of different responses. And because of that, it put me in a spiral for sure. Right. And then I was like, oh, I'm not going to wear wigs. Like, if this is how it's going to be, like, I'm just going to wear it proudly at this point, or else I'm not going to survive in this world. So I stopped doing the wigs and I went back to my dermatologist at this point at 18 years old. And I was like, I'm doing the shots. And from that point on, I sucked it up. And every three weeks, I would go in and get the shots. Ugh. We started off with 10. And two years went on. So now 2020, every three weeks I would go in and I would see results everywhere he put the needle, you would see hair growth, but then it would just fall out in like other places. I committed that to that for three years or sorry, for two years. And my last appointment that I had, I had 40 injections and he was like, we literally went through all the cortisone in this tube. At that point, my eyesight was getting weird. My scalp was getting so soft from the steroids that like you could literally indent into my scalp. I would Oof. you and at that point I was in beauty school and you could just see the visible shots and it just it was ugly. It was ridiculous. And so at that point, I was engaged to my lovely husband today, and he shaved bald spots into his own head to match me. Stop. Oh, my yeah, God. He, that's yeah, he would, he would come into my beauty You know we love a would, love story. Oh, my gosh. And, and that's not even – that's just, like, a crack in the surface. But Adorable. I, at that time, my hair loss was so bad that he was like, if you're going to get stirred out, I'm going to get stirred out too. And that was when I realized I'm like – okay, I need to stop doing the shots. Like, why am I doing this? I have somebody who loves me. I am getting more comfortable with it. It's clearly not going to stop. So I stopped the injections and it wasn't until a couple months later that all of it just found its way out. So it was meant to be. And now, and I shaved my head in 2020 and well, my husband did for me the first time. And it all fell out. And then a couple months after that, my eyelashes went and then my brows went and here I am just really it up. Yeah. So your whole life, you basically went with having your eyelashes and eyebrows and then 20, oh, everything. 20, boom. Oh yeah. It just done. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I don't think I, we've talked to someone yet that has said like most of their life they you know had their eyebrows and eyelashes and then oh I had it, it was just I had so much hair so yeah. much hair it took me years to lose it and now like I don't ever think I will get it back it's so yeah. weird I went through Apache through Totalis Universalis and there's not a glimpse of hair on my body now wow I went through the same thing but now I'm reversing yeah. That's so, so I had crazy. like not a hair on my body at one point and now mm-hmm. I have like since my eyebrows have been microbladed, they've grown back mm-hmm. in. I'm like, isn't what that the hell crazy? Is this? <laughs> right. I know. There's. I feel now like I have no leg like... hair, and I was like, hey, we agreed no leg hair ever. If you know, right. I was gonna have to be bald. <laughs> right. Well, and that was the first to go for me. That's yeah. how I knew that something was going to happen eventually because I haven't had to shave my legs in over three years. Like that was like the first to go, and then it kind of just like worked its way up almost. Really? Right. Yeah, that, yeah, my leg hair was that's the first to go else. on my body too. So yeah, crazy. That, that's pretty wild. So what made you go into the beauty industry? Was oh my this... God, the trauma. It was the trauma of going through alopecia that made me do it. Really? Oh, 100,000%. I talk about it every day to my clients. It was the trauma I went through. And you were like, beauty industry, that, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, that and is let so me tell you something. I'm very proud to be in the beauty industry, but I also, because I see it in such a different light, The beauty industry is also a nasty place. Yeah. Very nasty. Because you have to be so certain of yourself to even be in charge of other people's vanity. 
Yeah. Like you have to own yourself, you know, no matter what kind of person you are, you just have to own what you are. Right. Absolutely. In order to do it. So I did it because of the trauma. Like I remember the first time, of course, it started in high school, right? So like, I remember the first time that my picture was taken and was sent around on social media. When I didn't know it was the day before prom, it was the day before prom. And it was after school hours. I remember exactly where I was too, and who I was walking with when somebody sent me the picture that was taken of me. I'm like, Oh my god, how did I not know that someone straight up just had their phone pointing to my head like what so the picture was posted all over snapchat and it was a picture of the back of my head and at that point I had a half shaved head and super long hair but like very huge bald spots and somebody took my picture and the caption was WTF with a bunch of laughy emojis and somebody I didn't know I've never talked to this person somebody I didn't know found me on Facebook and sent it to me and was like I hope you know that your picture is being taken of you and I was just like oh okay this is the beginning of it this is right this is the beginning people are right. so, so mean they're just oh my god awful and it's not even like, up the front of you which you're used to it's the back right, right? so it's, it's almost the back, like more right? which, vulnerable yeah and that's exactly what it is because I still to this day I don't look at the back of myself because I know that people are looking and I will Absolutely. never look back to look at it right yeah that was like the beginning of it and then you know I served at a restaurant in a, in a small town I live in Gresham so you know you see everybody multiple times and then you start to recognize them and yeah. I got a lot of responses then I have a bunch of Yelp reviews about me I'm known as the hair girl so like it continues right and now every time I go into the store now I just get asked if I have cancer so it, it just there's something new and every interaction varies, but right. it doesn't change the fact that it happens. And that's why I wanted to go into the beauty industry. That is so interesting. And I love it because I feel like we need more alopecians everywhere in yes. every different career, especially the beauty industry. Yeah. Agreed. Because yeah. taking like alopecia out of it too, like with hair and everything, mm-hmm. we got to take care of our skin so much more Oh yeah. than than the you normal exposed. yeah exactly I just think it's so impressive that you were like you know what no I am taking this head on and I'm going into the beauty industry because of my yeah. experience that's and you incredible know, it's crazy too because you know I was in beauty school for two years straight and at that time the Oregon law and how like beauty school worked was you had to like clock in and clock out and had to be there for 40 hours in order to graduate on time yeah. so I had to graduate with over 1100 hours And I was with the same group of girls for 40 hours a week for two years. And the phases of like my alopecia going through beauty school, like people would look at me and think that I was using alopecia. Like it was a... I don't want to say like like it was for attention, but it was, it's something that gave me an up. And I'm like, actually, little do you know, I have to make it feel that way because if I don't, y'all are going to tear me apart. Like, (laughs) Isn't that interesting though? Because we've seen both sides for that. Like people think, oh, they pity us because we have bald or balding heads. But then there's the opposite where it's like, oh, but you can get further in life because of this. And it's like, what? Pick a side. Like, like at least pick a side because we can't win on either side I feel like no. we're like dukes up the whole time for people that are coming at us and it's like yeah how can we just accept it for what it is and just let it be that like I'm just you know always- I have a I have a motto now at this point it's like if you want to make it a big deal we will make it a bigger deal right right 
Exactly. Like, I don't respond just out of thin air. I respond because I'm being treated differently. It's not just coming out. Like, again, alopecia is not a choice and people forget it. When people try to compliment and I know it's coming from a good place. When people say, I just love that you shaved your head. You just, you just don't care. And you just, you love it. And at that point, I just say, thank you. Right. Cause I'm not going to tell them that I didn't shave my head. If they are trying to compliment me in that way, that's, then I'll take it. Absolutely. But I didn't choose this. So you kind of just like have to go with it and accept it. And that's why the beauty industry really spoke to me because when I started going through my hair loss in high school, I just started doing lots of makeup. I found an art in makeup. And then one of my teachers called me out on the last day of school and he was like, you don't want to go to EMT school. You want to go to beauty school. And at that point, I wasn't ready for it. But hearing that I was like, Oh, my God, I do because my purpose is so much more Then I fell in love with hair in beauty school. I never thought I would have done hair, but it kind of fills it fills a void. It really does. Because when people leave my chair, feeling so great about themselves, it makes me think like, okay, this is possible, I can make someone feel good just by the art of what I'm creating. I don't see it as hair, you know, Absolutely. That's actually kind of funny you say that too, because I kind of see hair on other people as an accessory too. In my brain, that's what it is to me. This wig that I'm wearing is just an added bonus that I can throw on. So I kind of see that on everybody else too. And what a different way to look at the world like that, where like you don't judge people by their appearances because you know what it's like to be judged by your appearance. So yeah, I, I really like that outlook on it. So what was the hardest hurdle for you to jump when it came to your hair loss in your personal life and then in the beauty industry? You know, personally, because obviously now both worlds have now combined because I've been like so in it. But like before I got a hold of both worlds, personally, it was really hard for me to accept that I was the only one in my family who has it. Because my brother, my brother and I are 18 months apart. He's younger. And oh my God, he has a full head of hair. I have to cut his hair every three weeks because it grows so fast. It's so thick. He has a full beard. He is just like this beautiful, full of head hair man. And I'm just like, how did this happen? Because my mom and dad, no sign. And when it happened severely, we started like looking more into the family tree. And there's not one sign of alopecia Same in my family. Same for so, me. yeah, as much as science and medical and like all the things, you know, alopecia is a recessive gene. But is it though? We don't know that right absolutely like that type of thing there's so many unanswered questions medically about it that like at this point I just have to hope that it happened to me because there was a reason behind it and that's the only other reason so that's for me personally professionally I would say like the biggest hurdle for me is constantly having to remind myself that like I'm just as beautiful as the woman next to me who has a full head of hair of extensions. Yeah. And they have, you know, the, the whole thing, color freshly done every six weeks. I have to stare at myself in a mirror all day along with my clients wow. being surrounded by women who just, they're stunning. They're gorgeous, whether it's natural or not. It just, they're beautiful, period. Wow. So I think that's the biggest thing for me is that, you know, and also like seeing my coworkers trade services. I will never know what that's like. 
Right. So, I didn't think about that either. I know all about that, about <laughs> trading services. So You give me yeah. a head massage. That's it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like get a full body yeah. massage, head yeah, massage. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I used so to it's love like, that feeling. You know, like yeah. when you would go get your hair washed by a professional person in a salon. Oh, oh my God. Heaven. People don't realize that when you do have hair, it's the tickle part of that where it's literally a like someone sensation yeah, yeah. completely different because it still feels really good to get your head massaged but yeah. it's, it's different when you have movement. the hair yeah. movement i feel like people that don't have hair loss don't understand that because it's 100 percent different yeah yeah totally it's not the fact that like I don't have anything to so obviously you can always work something out it's just the fact of like again it, it's not an option right. simply right yeah. so yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent do you have any moments throughout your hair loss journey that make you laugh now that things are a little bit easier or embarrassing moments or anything like that? I think, you know, I really think that even though I did go through negative experiences, it's always been a positive to me. Yeah. It's always been something that, you know, my bestest of friends and I can joke about. Okay, so one of my best friends, when I decided to have Lane shave my head, she has enough hair for three people. And she texted me and she was like, you're shaving my head today. And I was like, no, I'm not, girl. <laughs> you don't have to say that. No obligation. It's fine. Yeah. And she was like, no, I'm, I'm on my way. You're shaving it. And she shaved all of it off. She didn't even flinch. She just did it. And one of the jokes that we have, like every time we went out together after that, everybody just assumed we were together. Like (laughs) literally everybody just thought like we were just the hottest, baldest couple. And (laughs) it's just one of those things where like you just have to rock with whatever comes your way and just try to make light of the situation because... People can be weird around us, but really it's up to us how we take that experience. Oh, 100%. So. Got to kind of see the the beauty of humor in it too, yes. because yeah. that's why we added that question this time around, because we were like, a lot of hair loss is, is sad and it is a lot of trauma. And we wanted to add that in the sense of like, there are great funny moments that you can literally think about now that you're in a different position than when you were when you first got diagnosed so it's always nice to show the bright side of it too you know yes so being an alopecia in the beauty industry what is one thing you would want everyone to know in regards to that part of your life both in the beauty industry like the people that you work with and Mm -hmm. outside as well I would say like I'm trying to think about it because I see like 20 plus clients a week and it will always come up into conversation at some point. And at this point in my career, I see the same people every four to 10 weeks. I now have an established relationship with them to where they know more than the average because they've asked so many questions and or they've done their own research. So I think that's my answer is that once people kind of like get a handle on the concept of alopecia then they take it home and then they tell other people they look it up and then you know it's kind of like the thing of when the whole Jada Smith crisis happened yeah a lot of my clients came in and they were like oh my god I now know so much more about it there's many sides to that but at least they're doing their research and they're coming back to me having a better understanding of what it is yeah absolutely like they're willing to in the effort of knowing more and learning more and that's all we could ask for you know Exactly. Another question is, what are some ups and downs of working in the beauty industry? 
You know, that is a really tough one because it depends on what way you look at it. Like not only am I in the beauty industry, but I also have my own business. I'm not an employer, right? So I rent a space and then I make what I want of that space. One of the downs, especially relating it to alopecia is I've had people cancel and or not want to see me because I don't have hair. Are you it, it has happened. Oh yeah. When we had a receptionist at the time, she answered the phone. And of course this could be either a giant coincidence yeah or I'll just stick to the facts essentially is what I'm going to say this is what happened the woman called the salon and was like I need to get my daughter in the receptionist was like oh we have this opening her name is with Brie this is at that time and she was like oh that time works let's book it so she booked it I got the text for it and everything was on my books and then she was like oh but wait like what does this person look like and then our receptionist was like, oh, she's the bald one. Because literally, that's how proud my whole team and myself is in the salon. We talk about alopecia a lot and we advocate for it. And so she's like, oh, she's the bald one. And she was like, I need to cancel it. So she canceled it. And again, those are all facts. So then you can put your own perception into it and be like, is that because... Yeah. You know what I mean? My own perception of that is not not very nice. (laughs) No. And why does it matter? Like, why does it matter? literally. Yeah. Like, God. Yeah. Did you it's not just get a- that you would have like empathy and care for her child while she's in the chair more than somebody yeah. perhaps with hair would? Like, mm-hmm. also, they're so, huh? There's wigs and stuff you can work on. Like, just because you don't have your own hair and you're not working on your own, there's hair, there's mannequins, <laughs> there's yeah, all of that like, to work on. So it's like, it's what? Like they almost think that I won't do a good enough job simply because I like don't do my own hair. It's just, 100%. It's, you know, and when I do tell people what I do for a living, they kind of chuckle. Like they almost think I'm joking and that's okay. It's, I get it. I really do get it. Yeah. But also, yes, I do hair. And yes, it's because I don't have hair. That is exactly right. why. Like, and yes, it's just as normal as anybody else being in the yes. beauty industry. Like, what? You can be a master at anything. Like, mm-hmm. literally, look at all differences. There's people that have, you know, missing limbs that are in the Olympics that are yeah. like, what? I don't understand judging someone by that because it's like you can be a master at anything with being different. It doesn't matter yeah. that you're a little bit more different than the next person. That's just as normal. You know what well, I mean? Well, that's my – so that's my up. Yeah. That's my up into being in the industry because a couple months ago in August, I went to a Kevin Murphy hair show. And I don't know if you guys know about Kevin Murphy, but he's a massive icon in yeah. the beauty industry. And so the show was in Austin, Texas. And there are beauticians from all over the world coming to this show. And uh, over 2,000 tickets were purchased. And all 2,000 of us were in the same room at one point, And not one other person looked like me. You're lying. No, and even the closest I got to somebody relating to me or looking like me, I was in the bathroom waiting for my friend who went with me to the show. And she looks at me and she's like, can I ask what you have? And I was like, yeah, I have alopecia. And she was a cancer survivor wearing a wig. And that's the closest that I got. But I looked around and, you know, like these women... And men were looking at me like I would like some type of way, you know, but I went to this show with a variety of people all over the world and not one artist, not one other designer looked like me. And I, that is my up. That is my up because if that picks me out from the audience, I will absolutely take it. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent because you rock it too and your confidence shows it. So that that's a beautiful thing in regards to your hair loss. What? lesson took you the longest to learn 
Oh, you know, I would say it's a lesson in progress. But I'm learning not to let the hair loss like domino affect my mental and my physical appearance because back when I was 17, when all of this started, it spiraled me into an eating disorder mm-hmm. and I will forever battle that and you know sometimes I do it and like not even knowing I did it and the reason why I know this is a fact is because I got pregnant last year and in pregnancy you have to eat and you have to gain a certain amount of weight and you know like all the things pregnancy related and I realized in that very moment I was like wow like I did not eat very much and I am also staring at myself in a mirror all day and if I notice even like a five pound weight drop or gain I'm going to notice it and so I think the biggest lesson that I'm learning is that my hair loss is what it is. It's not going to change, most likely. Therefore, I cannot let demons from my teenage past consistently bring me down and make me think like, okay, so you don't have hair, you need to have a skinny body instead, type deal. So it's just accepting it for what it is. And it's a constant battle. And even though I have all the confidence and pride in the world, it doesn't change the fact that like when doors are closed, this is what I see, even though other people don't see it. I feel like we should probably do an episode on this, but I feel like I can see myself have way more body dysmorphia than I ever have. Yes. Like seeing myself without hair coming down sometimes. I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, why can't my brain just accept this right now? Like why why is this so hard for me to see? Even if like it's a side profile and I'm like, whoa, like holy shit. (laughs) Is that really me? Why is my brain having a hard time accepting this? I feel like it's a thing with a lot of people that have hair loss. So that's a really important topic to kind of go over because we all deal with it. We've talked to so many people that say, I feel more confident wearing this type of clothing than this type of clothing being bald. Or I feel more confident wearing this type of clothing with a wig. I cannot do it bald. You know what I mean? So it's definitely a big part of the journey to to go through. You're not just losing your hair. There's A, B, and C alongside it. There's mental health. There's body dysmorphia. There's all of it. I was on dance team all four years. Yeah. And we were state champions. And that's another thing, too, is like being involved in one of the most feminine body surrounded sports. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was really tough. It all connects. Yeah. Can't imagine, especially with like how you said with the beauty industry, you know, there are a lot of judgments, just like there are in everyday life. But I feel like with the beauty industry, though, it does come along with that. So mm-hmm. with that being said, if there are any alopecians wanting to go into the beauty industry and don't really know how to enter it or are possibly scared to enter it. Also, just people in general that are dealing with hair loss right now. What's some advice that you would give pertaining both of those? It's easier said than done, but this is how I did it. I just kind of like took a leap of faith and like threw myself out to the wolves because if you sit there longer and you think about it more and you don't just do it, you're never going to do it. You're just, you're never going to. Yeah. Cause again, like it all goes back to, we didn't choose this and it's probably not going to change. And those are two things that every human with whatever it may be, that's why anxiety and depression exists. And the list goes on like fears and all of that. You have to go against your brain and just do it. 
Yeah. Because that's what I do every day when I walk out the door. I know that this is probably going to happen. I know somebody is probably going to say something. I know I'm going to get stared at, but I just need to do it. Yeah. It's very cutthroat. It's very cutthroat. 100%. I feel like (laughs) that's why it's so interesting to have you on too, because we've never talked to anybody that's in the beauty industry that has alopecia. So that is a huge step to take, especially when you have mm-hmm. alopecia. So I give you a round of applause because I, I can just imagine that it could be a doggy dog world there. So yeah, it really is. can tell though with your personality and your confidence that you definitely <laughs> hold your own. And we love to see that because if it's one thing we know, we know that hair loss can change our personalities. It can take away who we are. We're it also sure. changes other people around you too. Like, yeah. oh my God, how am I? husband has changed how my mother has changed I have to tell my mom don't respond back to them don't let it bother you just let it happen and I have to say the same thing to Lane and it's just like they they struggle with it because Mm -hmm. they just want to stand up for you and they have learned exactly what I go through just through me almost Yep. They see it with their own eyes. Uh, yeah, I feel like the partners of alopecians have seen us through the worst of it, have seen us yeah. go through it. That's why when you brought up Jada, you know, we talked about this in our December recap too, where your partner watches all the bad stuff that not many people get to see. All the bad days, the regressing, the depression, the anxiety, all of it. You don't really put that on display. I mean, that's your own struggle, your own personal struggle that you're going through. And then when you decide to tell the public and tell everybody and start raising awareness, your partner sees you through all of it. So that when somebody comes for you because of it, your partner's like, hello, like, are you kidding right now? You're really using this one thing that they can't control against them in a public forum right now. So like when that jaded thing did happen, we all understood why the response was the response because we have partners that are ready to pounce at whoever comes yeah. at us. It so is like, very true. Yeah. So we understand the anger and the possible interaction, even though however it goes, it's not the best way to go or whatever it is. But the good thing that came out of it is that so many people realize, oh shit, Let's not mock alopecia anymore, one. And two, so many people learned so much about it. That was like the most awareness that happened in the alopecia world in general. I know. I went on Instagram and I saw that alopecia and the definition of alopecia was being shared and spread like all over everybody's stories. And I was like, y'all, I've been preaching to you guys. Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go again. Yeah, we got to start from square one again. I'm like, I will take it. Well, Absolutely. So much, Brianna, for being here. You are amazing. Your story is amazing. And this episode was fantastic. So thank yeah. you. We applaud oh, you yeah. too for being in the beauty industry. 100%. Like it's, it's impressive. It even motivates us because it's just a beautiful thing to see. We love seeing alopecians in all walks of life. It's it's great. And it'll be great for, really cool. for kids with alopecia too to see. You know what I mean? Uh, wait. You guys did mommy podcast with yeah. Ashley. And yeah. that is what made me find you guys I asked permission yeah. if I could talk about this and she said yes and I the day that I met Gracie her daughter in the first salon that I worked in I just I realized I was like this is my purpose this is what I am here for 100%. and I just had a son of my own and my son has a full head of hair and will never know right so it's a, it's a wild card but at the same time like when my son looks at me and knows that like this is his normal for a yeah. mom 
Absolutely. It just brings it all together because I will raise my son in a fashion of like, it doesn't matter what you look like. People are going to assume, people are going to comment on what you look like. You got it. But you let it build you as a character or you let it take you down. 100%. I know. So it's really cool. Well, that's why when you reached out to us, we were like, oh my gosh, yes. Because it's a a completely different way of life that you're living. We haven't had anybody on that is... so crazy. Yeah. And And to hear all your experiences. And even too, that is like, again, just the crack in the surface. Because when stuff like does happen inside the salon, it's different than when it's in a store, right? If someone comments or asks or does whatever inside the salon that's supposed to be my place of comfort and you are yeah. pressing that comfort in a place that's mine and knowing that I have co-workers too that absolutely support me like when alopecia awareness month comes we have plans for it and everybody wears blue and everybody participates everyone in the salon their clients ask them hey like what does she have and yeah. you know I have to then put faith into my co-workers that they will know how to explain it and they will be happy to explain it yeah. when I'm not looking or when I'm yeah. not listening. So it also is a big thing of trust because I know that if I have to vouch for somebody, I will do it 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I expect that in return since, you know, there's no way out for yeah. us. And I have like one little, one little tiny example of this is one of my coworkers had a client who was a breast cancer survivor. And the first time she met me, she, she was like, I like your hair. And I like turned because my client was like standing right next to me. And so I was like, oh yeah, I know she looks so pretty. Like all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, no, I was talking to you. And I was like, oh, what's your story? And I knew this was cancer related yeah. because she had a tattoo and I, I noticed the tattoo. And she was like, this is my story to die. And she's like, what's yours? How long have you been fighting? And I was like, I don't have cancer. This is just hair loss. And she got so weird with me. She just turned around. And so I'm learning that like, yeah, and this is actually typical for me. Like, I will say thank you for sharing your story. However, it is just hair loss. It's alopecia. And uh, people just get really weird. They don't know how to respond after that. That's so bizarre. Because it's almost like, oh, I don't know how to talk about this anymore. Because... It's not cancer, so, like, exactly. That's what I feel like not many people know how to communicate with people that have hair loss or people that Mm -hmm. have bald or balding heads because it's, like, most of the conversation is always abrupt and and sometimes aggressive. (laughs) And it's, like, without asking questions, people are, like, oh, I'm so sorry about this. They assume. And it's way more assumptions than it is questions and curiosity. And I think that's where we kind of get turned off by because we're, like, no, you can't just go straight to cancer for this. Like now, especially with situations that happen with Jada and stuff and how many people know about alopecia, I feel like people should learn how to communicate better. Like if mm-hmm. you're curious, that's fine. But like, don't assume things, you know? Well, because it actually makes us look like assholes. Yeah. It really does. <laughs> 100%. Like to put it just very blunt, you, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh man. Thank you so much for breaking down your story. I'm so sorry I had to go through that. And, you know, it's great that you're so strong. However, I just have. I didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? It takes away from the reason why they approached us Yeah. in the first place. And then we are the weird ones because yeah. it's like, no, it's just hair loss. That's yep. it. Like, like yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sick. It's just my hair going away. 
Yeah. yeah. Right. And which is a whole other battle. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. So All the right. journey, the journey continues and the journey goes on. And I can't wait to see where the future takes me and my family and my business. I agree. I can't wait to watch either. I because, can't wait either. Right. I just love to see how many people are just going to go on from this and do more with what they're doing. Like in every walk of life, you know, you we see swimmers that are alopecians. You know, you see Olympic uh, stars that are alopecians. You see beauty influencers that are alopecians in the beauty industry doing all this. And it's mm-hmm. like, that just helps normalize it. So mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. <laughs> all right. Our chick bit of the day. Your brain uses 10 watts of energy to think and does not feel pain. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Makes sense though. It's always working. It does. I feel like yeah. that also makes sense of why headaches are a thing. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. always so going energy. yeah right <laughs> if you guys want to get a hold of us you can email us at thosebeldchicks at gmail.com or send us a message in instagram or facebook all of the links to everything you need is in our direct me which will be in the episode description until next time guys bald pack out <laughs>